Good morning. I am so thankful for all of your prayers for our um, mission trip to Nicaragua. And um, thank you also for the prayers for Luke as he recovers. I'm thankful that we had good health during the trip, and now several of us um, got sick when we got back, but that's good timing, I guess. So um, thank you for your prayers. We really felt them, um, the safety we had there as well. So our team today is going to be sharing. Um, Luke is sad he can't be here to share, um, but the rest of us will share a few on video. And I'm going to ask Megan Coons to come and share her portion. And there's a few that couldn't be here today, too, that will read what they sent in for us. So. morning everyone um, I wanted to echo Ellen and just saying you know thank you so much for your prayers we we really felt them um, we had kind of a scary incident and right after it was over my first thought was thank goodness that you guys had prayed over us and it just that was the first thing that came to my mind because it just felt like God's protection was really with us at that time and I was just so thankful that we knew you guys were praying for us and it was a very kind of powerful moment so Sorry. So I'm going to share um, Lexi's, um, what she wanted to read this morning. Um, And many of you know Lexi is um, preparing to apply for graduate school for physical therapy. So her um, kind of role in the trip or in the working at Tesoros was working with uh, physical therapy and kind of helping them with some of the exercises that they did. And I just want to say that when I've worked with Lexi and Kylie both on mission trips, those girls work. I mean, we do not need to have fear about sending those girls out, you know, under our name because they are workers. And not only that, they're so outgoing and so personable, they just draw people to them. Um, I'm so thankful that that we have um, those strong, you know, girls to go out and do the things that they do for us. So um, this is Lexi's uh, part. Um, She said, as part of our preparation for our trip, we had meetings discussing the Nicaraguan culture and the shock that we would experience when we arrived. Immediately upon arriving, we were met with the busyness of the city. Cars were bumper to bumper, um, motorcycles and street vendors filling any available space between the lanes. In our first car ride, we saw currency exchanges, people buying snacks, trinkets, car window washers in the street, and more market stands than I can count all doing business with people who were still driving their cars in the street. (laughs) It was also not uncommon to see a man walking his two cows along the shoulder of the road, a motorcycle with three or four people riding, a small car being used like a pickup truck to haul multiple bales of hay, or a horse with no rider walking in the lane as part of traffic. To say we experienced a little culture shock would be an understatement. I love sharing about the sights we experience from the car because I believe it is a great place to observe the important aspects of this culture. Despite the crazy traffic and busyness, there was no angry drivers. Despite the trash scattered all over the ground everywhere you looked, people were always dressed in clean clothes with well-groomed hair. Despite walls guarding properties and bars covering the windows, everyone you met was very kind, friendly, and accommodating. One theme I continuously noticed on our trip was that no matter how little a person or the household had, They were very appreciative of the things that they did have. One of our ways to serve was to do home visits for the families of some children who had received therapy at Tesoros. 
We would listen to family stories, get to know the children, pray over the family, and give them a basket of food, which included bread, rice, sugar, coffee, a bottle of soda, and more. Every time we arrived to the home, the family would be patiently awaiting our arrival, and at the sight of our group would immediately begin pulling chairs from every room of the house to be able to be sure that everyone had a place to sit, which could be difficult for a group our size. In every home, we were offered things, from the soda we brought for the family to freshly picked fruit from a woman's tree to send with us. This was very moving for me because while we as Americans could walk in and see how little people had, they were always looking for ways to share the things they did have. This is part of the Nika culture, to be good hosts and share what you have. The rest of our week serving with Tesoros was spent at the main property. The group led um, two of the staff devotions, which they have daily before um, starting work, led and participated in the parent devotions, played with the children, um, worked on making decorations for a classroom, cleaned some therapy spaces, um, assisted with the horse therapy, supported the staff, and more. After hearing about my hopeful future in physical therapy and and my experience in occupational therapy, they sent us each to partner up with our specialty. At first, I felt badly as if I was getting more benefit and education from the therapist there and learning about the conditions that children have. I have not even started my grad school journey, and so there's so much, only so much I was able to help with in the sessions. I did what I could to assist the treatments and tried to be more useful in helping clean the space, talking with parents, providing support and encouragement. As I talked with more people, I came to realize that my job there was not to feel lacking in education and knowledge, but simply to provide fellowship to the staff and parents. To be surrounded by people like-minded to serve God and hear each other's stories is an inspiration that goes both ways. I was inspired to one day take my education and use it in a way of service like therapists here were doing. It was my impression that the long-term staff were uplifted to see short-term supporters with the same hearts for Christ, even if we were limited limited in assisting with therapies. Thankfully, we did have someone along who has extensive experience in children's therapy. One thing I was surprised to learn during our time there was that there is no such thing as an occupational therapy degree program in Nicaragua. Because of this, any occupational therapists at Tesoros had to have come from another country. And at this time, there's only one woman, Nasaki from Korea, actually she was from Japan. <clears throat> providing all treatments for every child at Tesoros. Furthermore, Nasaki is still in the pr- process of learning Spanish. Despite the double language barrier, Megan was able to help carry out sessions with the children and be um, valuable peer and support for Nasaki. Getting to see how God placed Megan in this place of service was inspiring to witness and a true model of God's intentional timing and placement of his people. Seeing all the staff and parents working with the children inspired me to use my future education in a similar way one day. I thank God our East, and our East Bend family for your support and prayers to make the trip possible and successful. So that was from Lexi. And uh, was it you, Jerry, that was teasing me about speaking Spanish through this? Um, when, I got, when I got to the um, site the first day, come to find out the person that I would be working with only spoke Japanese and a little Spanish. (laughs) So we spent a lot of time doing uh, three-way translations on Google Translate, and um, it was interesting. I learned a lot. And um, yeah, it was uh, a little different than what I expected. So, uh, but we worked it out. Thankfully, a lot gestures go a long way, (laughs) pointing and gesturing. (laughs) Um, But like Lexi said, there are no occupational therapy programs in Nicaragua, so um, 
the lady that had come from Japan had never worked with children before, and she had been working in a hospital. So she was, I think, really thankful for the support that we were able to just working together and coming up with ideas. Their uh, materials that they have are very, very limited. So there's a wide range of ages of children to be serviced and just very few materials. So I'm going to share a little bit about um, Tesoros and what kind of programs they offer, but also why um, they're so valuable to, this, to the children and families of Nicaragua. Um, and for those of you that don't know, I have been working with students with disabilities in occupational therapy for 20 of my 30 years, 10 years were in rehab settings, so 20 years. Um, so that's, I'll try to keep it brief because I could go on and on about that's one of my favorite subjects. So um, the mission of Tesoros, that the way they've stated it, is to reflect God's love for all his people, support the holistic development of children and youth with disabilities in Nicaragua, and also build partnerships with families, schools, churches, and communities. So disabilities are still viewed, um, people with disabilities are still viewed in a way in Nicaragua where um, they're kind of kept you know, at home, and sometimes the feeling is that is something that maybe a parent did to cause the disability. So there's a lot of just kind of older beliefs that we don't see um, as commonly here anymore. Um, their mission encompasses really actively working to facilitate the inclusion of people with disabilities into churches, trying to get them into schools um, in, and in their communities to just be a part of their community instead of being isolated in their homes. So we were able to see this in action during our visit to the Nicaraguan church that we visited um, and also the International Christian School. They have started a, a classroom for kids with disabilities, which is awesome to see. Um, the services provided at Tesoros include autism programs, early intervention, special education, um, palliative care, which I'll talk a little bit about more later, transition programming, which is transitioning from um, basically adulthood children to adulthood and how those um, services can be continued or um, help, helping them be able to access adult services. Um, equine therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, physical therapy, computer classes, psychology and counseling, and Bible teaching. Um, there's also home treatment available and assistance with healthcare needs. There's an emphasis on involving family members at this, in the sessions so that those programs can continue when the kids go home. So when the buses go out from Tesoros in the mornings, they bring, and afternoons, they bring kids and usually mom with them. Um, for anyone who has not had the experience of having a family member or a friend who has a disability, either physical or cognitive, it can be hard to understand how important some of those services are, um, especially when I talk about the palliative care, many people even in my own family, would look at that person and say, you know, there's no hope for them, there's no need to spend therapist's time or teacher's time working with them. But in truth, without proper care, um, those with the severe disabilities, if they don't get range of motion exercises, if they don't have specialized positioning, um, they will develop joint contractures, which means they won't be able to bend their joints, and it will... Um, continue until they're no longer able to be dressed or changed or rolled. Um, they will develop pneumonia and pressure sores and a myriad of other health problems. Um, you can imagine as a parent trying to dress a child who can't bend their arms or their legs. So um, those services are important and they do take training. Um, a lot of times those students also need um, 
specialized feeding techniques, and that's something you don't come equipped with as a mom. So it's all extremely important. Um, through our research here in the US, we know that early access to autism programming, special education, and therapies is absolutely vital for students on the autism spectrum to be able to reach their full potential. Um, and here, we are absolutely blessed because we're able to access those therapy services starting at birth to three. It's all free. Um, and then early childhood special education starts at three, and it goes up until 22 years of age, and that is not your 22nd birthday, it's the end of your school year of your 22nd year. Um, those are so those are daily when you're in school every day. Those services here have been mandated federally for the past at least 40 years. Our students here are legally entitled to what's called FAPE, which is just an acronym for a free and appropriate education, um, whether they're served through an IEP or a 504 plan. I'm gonna contrast that to the system that is in place in Nicaragua. The public education system struggles to meet the needs of any, any student. The classrooms are overcrowded in the public schools with 50 students per classroom, and those would only meet half the day. Then another set of 50 would come in for that same teacher. Um, they're lacking you know, basic educational materials like textbooks, and there is no mandate to provide special education. So you can imagine a, a teacher with 50 students in her class trying to accommodate another child who needs extra care. It just it doesn't happen. Um, so there is no access in the school setting and no time, training, or resources for those students. And I think, are we, do we have pictures? So this little girl right here actually had, um, her parents had tried two times to get her into public school and had been rejected. So she gave, they gave up, um, which is heartbreaking for me. So at Tesoros, they're able to attend programming. Um, each student comes for one half day a week, and then they receive their special education and their therapy at that time. So um, despite these circumstances, staff at the center continue to work to see each child reach their full potential, be accepted, and be a part of their community and their church and their family. When we first began talking and planning for this trip, it became apparent to me that this needed to be more than just a short-term, one-time thing. We were really able to look at the impact of short-term mission through our study prior to leaving, and um, it really made me think about what type of like an ongoing commitment or relationship I could develop um, through this time spent there in person. And I was hoping that you know the Lord would really kind of open my eyes and open my heart to see where that might lead to. So I was really blessed to personally be able to establish a connection with Masaki, the therapist who's currently serving there, and through um, email, we continue to plan to work together, and I'll be able to share resources with her and materials as she's just now um, continuing to add students into her caseload. And then additionally, I have planned an ongoing um, relationship with staff who are involved with the development of their vocational training center. We're going to be meeting um, here in the next few weeks to do a video tour of the center that I um, currently support and normal, and then plan to meet via Zoom to continue to share resources and ideas and just support them as they um, progress in their plans. So that's um, some of the ways that I'll be continuing to, to work in partnership with Tesoros. So I just thank you all for your prayers and your support and um, um, ongoing you know, thoughts and prayers for the staff and families of Tesoros. Thank you. When Luke and I were praying about, um, you know, maybe God would involve some of our kids on, on this mission trip, he really gave us a piece about our older three. 
David and Emily were actually born in Nicaragua, uh, but it had been six years since we had visited. So David was uh, probably about five, and now he's 12, right? So uh, he was almost six. But um, anyway, it was just a blessing to feel that peace to, to bring them. You never know what the impact will be on each person that goes on a mission trip. We were of all ages there. And um, if you hear Luke's story, he, um, he went on a mission trip when he was 11, and that really impacted him for his, his life and um, the, his story. So um, I'm going to ask them a few questions, and uh, they can share a little bit about their experience there. Um, David, what was one way you saw God in Nicaragua? Um, how I saw God was because um, the staff members there, they, they were, like, super kind. And, like, that, like even, when we, even when we asked um, if we could, like, have these tools, like, and we felt bad about um, um, asking them uh, to get them um, off what they were doing to get stuff for us. They were still super kind to us. So, yeah. Thank you. And, um, Lucy, what impacted you about being part of Tesoros that week? Like, what do you carry in your heart away from that experience? That we got to paint um, bees, suns, um, Rainbows and raindrops and clouds. Yeah, so she's referring to they got to help with an art project to help one of the teachers uh, decorate their classroom. That freed up the teacher to focus on um, the students. So they had that, that thing, um, that project lifted from their shoulders. So that was really neat. She enjoyed being part of that. Emily, would you like to share? Well, if you would like to know from Emily, you can ask her personally. I'm sure she'll share something with you. Uh, I think they each had different experiences um, and saw God uh, working in different ways in our, in our trip and in our group, too. So thank you, guys. Okay, and then now we are um, going to watch a video that Kylie Kyogama sent in because she was not able to be with us today. So she is sharing in this video for you. This trip meant a lot to me. Um, it was my first time out of the country and my first time uh, on like a mission trip out of the country. And um, it truly was, was a great experience. Um, I had a lot of fun with the team and a lot of fun with the work that we were doing there. And um, I was really impacted by it. Um, so first off, I wanted to say thank you for um, just all of the prayers and all of the support um, for the team. I'm sure that you've heard it, but um, we we just really thank you guys for for praying and um it, it really it really yeah we could we could feel the prayers from from nicaragua um nicaragua was just it's such a beautiful country um it's so so beautiful even the people i my i keep saying like my love grew more and more and more the longer that i was there for nicaragua and its people because it's just beautiful country beautiful people um yeah i I learned a lot from the people there, and I learned a lot from a lot from God. I I saw God in in many ways um, every single day that we were there. 
um, little ways and big ways. Uh, one thing that was uh, kind of like hard was just, I knew that it was, it was, you know, there's a lot of poverty there, but being there is, is very different than, than just thinking or knowing. Um, and so that was a little hard to just see, see all of the poverty, poverty and just be immersed into that culture and, and just seeing how little people have. Um, so that was a little hard, it, definitely different than just thinking it or knowing. Um, but one thing that I did see that was really, really cool was this was before we were, we went to work at Tesoto. So it was a couple days before, um, one of the first days that we were there, we were, we were driving, uh, going somewhere and, and right off of the road, right off of, off of like this busy road, there were like four guys and um there was one in the middle and then like three of them were around the one in the middle and and i could tell that they were um they were praying over this man and um like some of them had their hands up and they were either you know their eyes were, eyes were closed and so i was like oh that's really cool that they're praying just like they were like under this like tin like um awning type of thing i guess and they were just standing there and and praying and I just thought that that was really really cool and even though like all this poverty is surrounding them and they probably don't have that much that like their faith is just like so big to be able to like keep praying you know like um and that they were they're able to have that community with each other uh and they're still able to like communicate and just like yeah have that community and that support from one another and so that was like a really cool thing that I caught a glimpse of um that just was like wow like that's cool to see how God is still working, um, even like in all of their trials. So that that was that was a really cool thing. Um, really opened my eyes. Um, yeah, it was really cool. Um, so at Tesotos, it was just I had so much fun. Um, we were able to interact with the kids, and it went really really well. And that was like one of like my favorite things. Um, the kids were just so sweet and just to be able to like look past their disability um see see them as a person first and um see them as all of their attributes and their personality first even before thinking about their disability um this just was really cool i never interacted with kids with disabilities before um but like they were just they were all so sweet like they were smart like it was just it was really really cool to be able to interact with them and play with them a little bit and and just to see them more than for their disability. Um, it was just really cool to be able to just like, I think God really opened my eyes and I was I was looking at them like God looks at them. Um, and so yeah, that was really, really cool. Um, that was probably one of my favorite things that we did at Tesotos. And then um, also another thing, so that Tesotos works with these kids and these families, but they also have outreach um, stuff that they do. So they um, do outreach with like, they partner with like schools and churches in, in the area. And um, they're big on like promoting um, these kids with disabilities and promoting how how they're just just like us. And um, just like in the Bible, they're, they're made in God's image, just like we are. Um, and so, yeah, that was, that was really, really cool to see. They, they do such a great job there, um, with promoting that and just, 
yeah, one of the, the Nicaraguan church that we went to, which DeSoto's actually partners with, um, there was a girl in a wheelchair there. And so that's just, that's just really cool to see, um, especially in, in a society and a culture there that just does not accept them. They're, they're outcasts. And I'm sure you've heard it's, it's very, it's, it's a lot worse there. They're, they're usually shut in their houses a lot of the time because they're not really accepted in the culture. So, um, that's really cool that DeSoto's is doing that. Um, there's so many other ministries, um, that I don't know. I just saw God working in so many different ways and, and God's doing great things there through, through the staff and, and through everybody, um, there, all the ministries there. And so that was a really cool to experience as well. Um, yeah, so yeah, overall the trip was really, really good. Thanks again for prayers. And, um, yeah, also I will not be here next Sunday and then, um, I'm leaving for school on the 16th. So I will not be back at church in between now and when I leave. So I just wanted to say thank you for all of you guys for the prayers for me and, and just especially with this intern role. Um, it was great experience and um, thanks for all the prayers as I go off to school. And um, yeah, I'm gonna miss East Bend, but I just wanted to say thank you to everybody and um, I'll see you the next time I'm there. I hope you enjoyed that from Kylie. This was sent in by Beth Litweiler. She wanted to share a portion of her um, experience there. So she says, thanks again for all your support that made it possible for me and our team from East Bend to go to Nicaragua. It was an incredible experience to see how God was at work there. We saw God in the way the people at Tesoros de Dios interacted with the kids who came. We also saw God in the worshipers at a Nicaraguan church and an international church that we visited. We saw God in the joy and generosity of the Nicaraguan people we visited. We saw God in different situations when we knew God was keeping us safe. One example was when we were walking on a narrow sidewalk between a wall and a busy road. A tall truck clipped the power line over the road and the end slingshotted towards us. It hit the ground right between Lexi and Megan. We were especially thankful for the people who were praying for us that day and so thankful that God protected us. She goes on to say, um, we also got to spend time with some kids who came to Tesoros playing with various fidget toys that help with sensory development and motor skills and playing with soccer balls. It felt especially rewarding one day interacting with a boy who was autistic. He was not interested in any of the available toys, but a knot I tied and some colorful cord caught his attention. He worked intently to untie it, seeming to enjoy the challenge. So I tied another knot and another, tying every kind of knot I could think of. His eyes lit up and he even laughed a few times, untying every single knot. I had made a friend. Loving the kids was definitely a highlight for me. So hopefully you got an idea of some of the experiences we had there. Um, I wanted to share a little bit from my perspective and my experience, um, and it'll probably include Luke's experience. You see some of these slides um, scrolling here um, is the um, horse therapy. And if you remember, in 2020, um, us and Dewey for the VBS raised funds to repair the roof of the horse arena. So it was really neat to be there and to experience seeing the kids receive this horse therapy and just what it did with their smiles and 
how talking with some of the parents, like what that means to them um, every week. And so the, repairing the roof was really important because they have um, dry season, which scorching sun, okay, and then they have rainy season, which is just so much rain, and so it keeps that off as well. So um, <clears throat> that was really neat to, to experience. Um, but what I want to... Um, a few things I want to highlight. You've heard that some of the unexpected things that came up, and that's uh, to be expected. We kind of expected the unexpected in some ways, um, but God really um, showed up in those ways too. For me, um, I was uh, impacted and and blessed to be able to be part of um, praying with the director of Tesoros. Um, She's actually a good friend of mine that I used to teach. She was a student, and I lived with her family. She's Nicaraguan. Um, And so being able to meet with her and pray with her uh, was a blessing for me, Um, and I pray for her as well. Um, Also, um, we were asked, Luke and I were asked to to do some counseling with um, a woman who brings her child to Tesoros. Um, He's younger and was receiving physical therapy at the time, but we met with her and her daughter, um, young daughter, 14 years old, who had um, attempted suicide a few times that week. And so we were able to um, counsel her, and then the family counselor was with us there. So um, those kind of God things came up um, that weren't planned. Um, also, we enjoyed, you've probably seen in some of these pictures, helping lead the staff devotions and family devotions. Some of those were, like, one thing was on the spot, like, can you come up and do these songs? Like, okay, we'll do it. Um, So, but I do want to highlight through all these things that we've been sharing um, about what we did. Hopefully what comes through is the heart of the ministry that we were part of and supporting because as we met as a team for months before the trip, um, we really talked about and prayed about what is our focus so much in our American mindset is like what are we going to go do what are we offering them what are we giving them and um, we really wanted to come into it with a mindset of learning and participating coming alongside supporting encouraging we tried to find little ways of encouraging this staff that is really pouring out their lives every day Uh, one little way was we showed up the last day with um donuts and uh, Coca-Cola, because that's what you drink in the morning, right? So um, just little things like that that meant a lot to them. Um, and then we equally were blessed by their um, kindness and thoughtfulness to us. The last day, they surprised each one of us with handwritten thank you cards, which we didn't even, that wasn't even something we thought of. And that was just so kind to see that, that fellowship that we could have. Some of us um, had very little Spanish some of us had more Spanish than others, and um, we were able to still feel that fellowship uh, of Jesus, right, um, despite the language barrier. Oh, something else that came up very um, last minute, too, we were going to visit a partner church that they were um, talking about, um, and this was such a neat thing that their um, Tesoros is partnering with this church, helping them not only provide inclusion, but actually seek out people that, um, the outcasts of society, the kids with disabilities, and so they've included them in their um, body of Christ because they are 
part of the body of Christ. And so we were going to go visit this church. Um, we found out on a Monday we we're going to go visit on Tuesday. And so the next day we were going to go, and they, they asked, well, will Luke, can Luke preach? <laughs> and so he thought about it, prayed about it. Okay, let's do it, you know. And so um, he preached in English, and I translated in Spanish. So I was very thankful for, for all of your prayers. I was praying a lot, and I felt like God helped me do that well. Um, and it was neat to be part of their service in that way and to experience their worship with them as well. Um, what, I, what I wanted to mention, another thing too, along with preparing for the trip and coming in um, with a different kind of mindset, I believe that at one point there's been a featured resource that we put in the bulletin um, called Helping Without Hurting. That's on Right Now Media, and we went through that. Um, I highly recommend it. It's a lot about changing our mindset of what we do when we go as short-term um, teams, especially to a country that is very impoverished, um, coming with a mindset of understanding that even though we see um, that people are materially poor there, and we are not, right? We have a lot more than we, we know, and uh, not just money, but resources, right? Um, even though people are materially poor there, we are all spiritually poor. And so that was really good to, to come in with that mindset of, um, I may think that I'm okay and I don't need God because I, I have all that I need physically, but I am just as much spiritually poor as them in the sense that I need a Savior, I need Jesus. This was a picture at the church there with the pastor and um, the um, contact with Tesoros. Um, so I do want to ask, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap up my little sharing about Tesoros, um, but I want to show you on that last day when they surprised us with these, um, cards, hopefully I won't break this, okay, um, the staff surprised us also with this jar of clay, right? And it says, Tesoros de Dios, and it has the, the symbol on it. Um, and there was a gift to our church here. Um, thanking you um, for your support and, and help. Um, and also, just the reminder, the, the reason they're called Tesoros de Dios, God's treasures, is seeing these kids as what they actually are. They're treasures. They're not treated that way in their country. Um, but this center does. And it's because they believe the Bible says it's true that we are all God's treasures. And it comes actually from um, a passage in the Bible. You probably know it. And I'd like you to turn there. Luke was going to preach this morning, and I, I'm not going to, but I do want to read um, from 2 Corinthians chapter 4. If you would turn there, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, if you have your Bible. Second Corinthians chapter four. So just after First Corinthians, Second Corinthians, chapter four. Um, the key verse is on here, but I'd like to read the whole chapter. I believe the word of God can speak for itself as well. And I I'm just so thankful for the context in which this verse falls and just how wonderful, beautiful, powerful the gospel of Jesus Christ is, and that it is truly the treasure that we have in jars of clay. So let's just read along as I read 
2 Corinthians 4. Are we there? Mostly there? 2 Corinthians 4? Okay. Therefore, since through God's mercy... Well, we can stop there, right? Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled... It is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts, to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that his life may be revealed in our mortal body. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. With that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you in his presence. All this is for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Amen. I'm just so thankful for the gospel of Jesus Christ that is for everyone. It is for you. It is for me. It is for every child that is discarded by society. And I'm just so thankful that um, we could also, as a group, and hopefully as a church, as we bring this back to you, have our eyes open to the, the worldwide church, right, of Jesus, um, that we are um, in this together. Um, we've talked about, and even in our outreach meetings, how the, the, the church is persecuted in many places, um, not here right now in some ways, but um, we uh, can join with them in prayer. And I believe that even though we experienced this trip, you experienced it with us in some ways, right? Through your prayers and through hearing um, what we have to share and seeing the pictures. And I just uh, want to challenge all of us to continue to lift up Tesoros 
de Dios. And um, just as we went through this whole process of praying, would God open the doors for this trip? I believe he led very clearly. We, we prayed about it last year. We took some steps last year. It wasn't um, God's timing. And so we come back with hearts that are full um, from our experience, as well as just asking God, where, where do you want, you know, what impact do you have for us individually, for our church? What next? And really, it's all in his hands. Um, this year has been a full year of service for our church in different areas, Arizona, um, St. Louis, Kentucky, and now Nicaragua, and just wherever we're planted, um, we just pray that we'll have that light of Christ in us and sharing it with others, that treasure that is in jars of clay, right, and letting that shine out to others. So I want to encourage you with that. If any of you were um, just impacted by the ministry of Tesoros um, and want to know further about what they do, who they are, you can go to tesorosdedios.org. And if you don't remember that, we'll send that out or ask one of us. Um, there's an opportunity um, to do a sponsorship program. They offer their services free to any child. They do have a waiting list because they can't service everyone. But um, you can sponsor a child for as little as $30 a month, up to $90 for full services, and that um, allows them to continue to reach um, kids. So that's an opportunity just to put out there, as well as another ministry we visited uh, was called Nicaragua Christian Academy. We haven't talked about that much. Um, that's a school that really has a lot of ties with Tesoros, their director, Wendy uh, graduated from that school, and their goal as a school is to train up the next leaders of Nicaragua because they believe that that's who can impact um, government and um, society in a good, positive way. Um, so there are some flyers in the back. They're looking for teachers. Um, they're short even for this school year. So if you know of anyone um, or if you just want to be interested in that, there's flyers in the back. Um, but I thank you again for your, your prayers and your support, your encouragement. We definitely felt them. And uh, we pray that, that you see this as an extension of, of East Bend and our influence um, there. I also want to make one last note about God being um, generous through us and gracious through us because we were able to, with the projected budget we needed in country, um, we didn't use all of that. So we were able to use that overage to bless Tesoros um, in some tangible ways with providing um, these baskets that were, uh, they're going to use for a family retreat that they're doing in a few weeks uh, with some families. And it provides some basic things like hygiene, toothbrushes, different things like that. So um, just thankful that, that God could um, continue our impact, not just showing up and serving, but being able to bless in that way too. So. Thank you so much for your attention on this long report. We appreciate it. And there is one last video that they're going to put up there that Tesoros actually made of our time there. And they put it on their um, Facebook page, I think, too. You can look up their Facebook page, their, their website. And um, thank you again for all that you did to make it possible for us to be there. <laughs> 